Welcome to the Wise Birth Radio. We are women, students, and mamas exploring healthy pregnancies, empowered birth, nurtured postpartum, and natural parenting from a holistic, intuitive, and grounded experience. We share knowledge through interviews, stories, and musings. We hope to inspire you to take charge of your childbearing journey for yourself and your family. This show is intended to spark your own curiosity and encourage you to listen to your body, your baby, and your intuition. I'm Mabel. And I'm Sarah. And we are your hosts on Wise Birth Radio. Hello, everybody. I don't know why Sarah just pointed to the sky. I was trying to point to you, but Um. my finger didn't get all the way (laughs) over there. Well, it's me and Sarah today. Hello. Um, We're going to talk a bit about something that came up when we were recording um, a class for our upcoming birth education course on responsibility and making your own decisions and specifically in pregnancy and birth um and this idea came through of connecting with deep mother wisdom and I'm not sure I knew exactly what you meant by that when you first mentioned it but it definitely felt like something worth exploring and something Mm -hmm. true Mm -hmm. so we're going to kind of expand on that a little bit in this episode talk a little bit about what that means to us and how you might consider going about that. Mm-hmm. So do you want to start with what this means to you, where this inspiration came from? Yeah. Hmm. I'm not even sure. <laughs> um, yeah, I guess for me, as I became a mother and become a mother again and again. Mm-hmm. And soon um, to be again. And again. There's just this sense that becomes stronger. And I think definitely in connection with my children, just having this like deeper sense of what's going on mm-hmm. and what they um, might need and what they might need. And, and I think just overall a general sense of, and you know, I guess, I guess you could call this intuition, but I feel like this intuition has the opportunity to really strengthen or become awoken awaken become awakened become awakened awake um in the process of becoming a mother and yeah it's kind of a abstract thing so Mm -hmm. I feel like you've got some good ideas but I can think of you know there's the day-to-day but there's also some specific stories where in the moment I feel like I was able to tap into this wisdom that maybe from an external person, it was like, wait, how did you, Mm -hmm. how did you know? Or, or even myself looking back, like, how did I know that something was happening there Mm -hmm. that needed, you know, immediate attention or maybe not urgent situations, but. Do you have an example that you'd want to share? Yeah. I'm specifically thinking of Cielo, um, when he was. It was only a couple months old. I think he was maybe three months old. And he was a super chill baby. He didn't cry much. And one day we were heading out the house. We were in a rush. And all of a sudden he started crying, crying, crying. And we're like walking out the door. I've got him bundled up. I'm in the, got him in the baby care. I got my diaper bag on. And he's just crying, crying, crying. And I just stopped like 10 feet out the door and I'm like, something's not right. Hmm. And I went inside and I remember 
um, actually. I think in a... Was it a Viva Realms? No, I think it's this amazing woman called Aletha Solter. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I think one of her books... Her books are a lot about um, the importance of babies crying to release tension. And... The specific book was called Tears and Tantrums. I suggest reading it. It's pretty fascinating. But she says, if a baby is not... This is a bit of a tangent, sorry. But if a baby is not crying, hungry, or in pain, most of the time they're crying because they need to release something. If a baby is not tired, sorry, hungry, or That's what I meant to say. Okay. Thank you. I'm getting tired. <laughs> and um, hungry. And hungry and thirsty and all those things. Anyways... Um, and I checked off the boxes, like, okay, he's not hungry, he's not tired, he's not this. Oh, and she said, check their bodies, because sometimes Mm -hmm. something as tiny as a little hair can get wrapped around their toe and cause them pain. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh my god, okay, I need to, like, watch out for that. (laughs) Anyways, that came to me, and I was like, I need to check his body. Mm -hmm. And I remember going inside, and I took off all his clothes. I took off his diaper and I remember seeing his testicle and it was like blue and swollen and like up. And I was like, Z, come here. Is that normal? And he's like, oh my God, no, that's not normal. Like I needed a man's Uh perspective because I wasn't really sure. He was like, no, that should not be there. And what happened is for whatever reason, one of his testicles like didn't drop all the way down and it got pushed up and twisted. And if Mm. it gets twisted and it stays twisted long enough, it will lose blood supply Mm -hmm. and die. And so we called um, our pediatrician. They're like, yeah, bring him in right away. And then we also called our elder, and he was like, put him in hot and cold water. Mm. And that should help bring it down. And so that's what we did. I remember filling up a pot of cold water. Poor little dude. I was screaming. Oh, Mm -hmm. I felt so bad. But we did that a couple times, hopped in the car, went to the pediatrician, and by the time we got there, it was fine. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I just remember looking back and thinking, like, wow, I totally could have just been like, oh, he's tired, he's teething, mm-hmm. whatever. But there was a really, really strong message, like, no, something is not right. Mm-hmm. You need to look into this now. Yeah, or if someone else had been with him at that time, they'd right. be just like, oh, I don't know, he's just a cranky baby, right. whatever, Let's yeah. see if we can get him to sleep. And it was like such a, it was just one of those things that was like such a subtle thing, but so clear. Mm-hmm. And I like, looking back, like, wow, I'm so glad that I listened to myself then. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and I think part of it, part of it we could definitely attribute to a spiritual connection mm-hmm. with the kiddos or with something greater, whatever it is. And I think part of it can also just be, like, really, really fine-tuned powers of observation. Like, with my son, I know very clearly, like, oh, that cry means he's in pain. That means that he's frustrated. That means whatever. And other people are like, well, how do you know that? What do you mean? And so, yes, on some level, it is definitely, in intuition, it is definitely magic in some ways. And it's also, you know these people so well. And, like, the other day, he went out the front door and just, like, down the steps and disappeared. And we were both like, oh, where did this kid go? We have to go find him. And I I don't know if it's because I've just watched him walk around enough. I know his preferred spots and habits. But I was immediately like, I know exactly which direction he went, and I don't even need to look in these other places. Whereas my partner was like, oh, maybe he went over this way. Maybe he's over here. 
I was like, I, I know where he is. <laughs> I don't know how far on that route to where he could be he is, but I know which direction he went. That's cute. Yeah. Yeah, I definitely think that is a part of it. And I also just remember, you know, before any of my kids could talk, once they started talking, I was like, yeah, you're talking now, but I've known what you've been saying for mm-hmm. so long before this. Mm-hmm. And like, yeah, now there's words that you can put to this, but yeah, just reflecting on how I knew exactly what they were trying to communicate to mm-hmm. communicate before the language was. Yeah, that happens with Ola now. He has these like really funny words that no one else understands, but I'm like, oh, okay, you want a cracker? I get it. Cracker. <laughs> <laughs> He started talking today about how his ball was in the hole. <laughs> and that was the first time I'd heard him say those sorts of sound well, ball for a while, but this was the first time he was saying something that sort of resembled hole. <laughs> and to me, it immediately clicked. I was like, oh, he put his ball in the hole. He wants me to get it out. And I think that if anyone else had been there, I'd be like, what? Well, this kid is making random sounds. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it's all kind of blended together, mm-hmm. woven together. Um, but yeah, do you want to speak to some of the ways that we f- you feel or we together find <laughs> that we can tap into that mm-hmm. yeah and I think that when we're talking about this deep mother with wisdom in relation to making choices about pregnancy or birth it's very different because you don't really know this human hmm. in all the same ways so it is more of a uh, what's the word I'm looking for? An intangible sort of connection and knowing. Mm-hmm. Um, the first thing, and I feel like the biggest part of this for me, is having a connection to your body. Mm-hmm. Being able to listen to what your body is communicating. Um, and I think that... I don't know if the same is true for men, because I don't remember ever being a man, but at least in this life as a woman, so much of my knowing is in my body. And I just keep uncovering more and more layers of that. And there's been so many times where people have told me something and I've been like, oh, yeah, I've never had the words for that before, but I know that. My body knows that. Hmm. And I've maybe never heard it and I've never articulated it before and I haven't even connected those thoughts to word patterns in my brain. Hmm. But somewhere in me knows it. Hmm. Um, So I think that connecting with your body on a daily basis, just in really tiny ways, can be a really profound step to connecting with this mother wisdom, with your intuition, whatever you want to call it. Mm. Do you want to maybe get a little bit more clear on what some of those little ways are for you? Yeah, I think, I mean, first of all, just throughout your day, you can just take a moment and say, like, what is my body telling me right now? Mm -hmm. It could be, oh, I have to pee. And then you honor that and you go pee. It could be, Something feels a little funny right now. Something feels not quite right. Mm. It could be everything's great and I'm really happy to be here. It could be my left toe hurts and I'm not sure why. But these are all things that we can easily overlook and not feel Mm. if we're not paying attention. Definitely. Because especially as a mom, there's so many other things to pay attention to. There's so much external stimulus that it can be hard to connect with these minute really subtle things that are happening in your body. Definitely. Um, And another big thing for me recently has been sort of running decisions through my body. Mm. Even if they're hypothetical decisions or, like, things that I might do in the future, 
imagining one scenario and like putting myself deep into it and thinking of all of the surroundings, the environment, the ramifications of it. And then just saying, how does that feel in my body? And often there is sometimes really subtle sensations in your body that are a really profound indicator mm. of what path you might choose. And I also think that, again, just like connecting with this mother wisdom, connecting with these sensations in our body can take time and can be a practice. Definitely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So next on the list is dancing, which I love to do. Mm-hmm. And for me, dancing is um, just, again, it's an opportunity to really listen to my body, but... Hmm. How do I want to say this? It's a way for me to turn my brain off mm-hmm. and to feel these like deeper vibrations of the cosmos and to yeah. um, be an expression of that. And I feel like that is kind of, again, going back to what we're talking about is like, what are these deeper these subtle vibrations and may they be interpreted as messages or wisdom but um allowing my body to kind of be an antenna for that Mm -hmm. yeah Yeah, the phrase that just came in for me with all of these things that we're going to talk about is they're helping us learn how to open up and how to open in Mm. because it's not just opening up for outside guidance from God, spirit, source, whatever you want to call it, it's also opening in Mm. to all of the things. I mean, it's also the same thing, Mm -hmm. (laughs) but sort of different manifestations of it. Mm -hmm. All right, so the next way, the next thing that I think can help us to tune into this mother wisdom is spending time with mothers who get this, Mm -hmm. mothers that you feel good around, mothers that you admire or look up to. That's you. Oh, thanks. Um, I think that acknowledging them and their wisdom and their light and their power makes it almost impossible. For, well, maybe not almost impossible, but it makes it easier for us to see our own. Mm. If you can say like, wow, that's a really strong mama who's connected to her intuition, connected to herself, connected and present with her children. And I can see that hopefully mirrored in myself and in my own mothering. Mm. Yeah, and I think in addition to that, spending time with mothers who trust you and see that in you and can mm-hmm. reflect that back is also... Because sometimes there are moments where we're not sure. Oh, yeah. And it can be so helpful and reassuring to have that mm-hmm. that little... Um, for someone else to see it mm-hmm. and to trust. Yeah. Yeah. Also, to get maybe a little bit more, I've forgotten the word that I was about to say, perhaps out there, (laughs) is that when you have two people who are sort of working towards the same thing or embodying a similar vibration, I suppose you could say, that amplifies the power of that. Mm -hmm. So if you have two embodied, intuitive mothers who are deeply working with this mother wisdom that only makes it more powerful. Mm-hmm. And it creates this sort of field that you both can feel and anyone else can feel. Mm. Yeah, I think it's, I don't know 
it's one of those Bible Jesus things where it's like where two or more are among us, you know? Oh, yes. But just saying, like, you can do a lot of work by yourself and it's only exponentially multiplied when you're around people holding the same thing. Mm-hmm. Man, I wish I could remember that saying right now. Uh, I'm not really up on my Bible <laughs> phrases. <laughs> All right, um, we have nervous system work, which this is such a big one. We should do a whole podcast yeah, on this. Yeah, and not something that either of us are experts by any means. No, definitely not. Just kind of really opening the doors to exploring. Mm-hmm. But I think we both recognize how profoundly important it is and mm-hmm. um, and how overlooked and kind of under... Uh, Appreciated? Yeah, and I think for me, like, this is just something that feels so huge, especially in being a mother. And mm-hmm. there's just not really, there's not much of an awareness, I guess, or, like, undereducated. Yeah, and I feel like every little gem that I can glean and really understand about the nervous system becomes immediately applicable and helpful in my life as a mother, just as a human. Yes, so, exactly. So, go learn about nervous systems. Yes, I love the book Call of the Wild uh, by Kimberly Ann Johnson. It's really simple and also really deep. I still really want to read that. Can you lend it to me? You should read it. Yeah. Okay, great. So, yeah, this when we are relaxed and open, we are more tapped in. And maybe that seems really obvious. But, yeah, I mean, when you are calm and centered you are just able to be open to receiving messages. Yeah, and this is, again, on all levels. This might be messages from spirit or signs from nature. It might be feelings from your body. It might be being more in touch with your emotions. It might be actually having a greater grasp of your mental facilities because your body is not stressed. Mm-hmm. And you're, I mean, you think of, like, or at least for me, I think of philosophers of old. You know, I don't imagine them hurrying. Mm. I don't imagine them being like, oh my god, dinner's going to be late. Mm -hmm. In order to access these really, really deep mental meditations, you need to be in this relaxed space. I love that. I'm just envisioning an old man sitting at a desk taking (laughs) his time. For me, he's like strolling through an olive grove. Oh, nice. (laughs) Yeah, this is a really interesting for me because there have been... This is something that I would really like to work on more because there Mm -hmm. are... I definitely have had moments where we're like, okay, when my kids are out of the house, I can just do everything Mm -hmm. slow. I just (laughs) want to do everything as slow as I can. Mm -hmm. I'm like, wait, why why am I wishing my life away right now? Like, they're going to be gone in a blink of an eye. Mm -hmm. Or not gone, but, you know, big and out doing their own things (laughs) and really, really trying to call in how can I be slow with Mm -hmm. them here yeah yeah and the flip side of what we just mentioned is that when we are stressed we have less capacity to listen less capacity to think logically less capacity to as i said be in touch with all these different levels of our own wisdom yep yeah so if for example maybe in your pregnancy something big comes up and people are pressuring you and saying oh now you need to do this and It's a scary situation because this could happen. When something is an emergency, you will know. Mm -hmm. And there will not be time to think about it, to do the research. No one will be asking you. It will just be, this is an emergency. We need to do this right now. 
to whatever, save your baby's life, save your life. But if something is presented, oftentimes things that are not emergencies are presented in emergent ways. And when that happens, it's best if you can like take a time out from the situation, even if this is in labor, to recenter and again to open yourself to what it is that you need to know. Because if you just continue in this sort of stressed, closed off, fear state, you won't be able to make your best decisions. Your brain won't be functioning optimally. Your heart won't be able to guide you mm-hmm. as it could otherwise. Yeah, I think there, there have been moments in my life where I felt like I had to, mm-hmm. you know, it was very, very stressful, a particular situation. And um, I, I felt like I had to make the decision right then. And the person who was, you know, helping me, they said, you don't have to decide right now. Mm-hmm. And in my mind, I did. But, like, right now, you don't have to. Most of the time, <laughs> you know, you can give yourself a minute or mm-hmm. two minutes or three minutes or ten or an hour. Or a week. or Right, exactly. <laughs> but even just allowing yourself to rest in mm-hmm. the right now, because maybe you literally only need one minute of fully yeah. dropping in and being present and taking that pressure off, and then the answer will come. Yeah, and there's been times, like, when someone has been pressuring me for an answer on something, and maybe I gave an immediate answer, and then took a minute, and then maybe in a minute my answer was still the same. Mm-hmm. But I had that space to really make sure that I was making the decision to the best of my capacity, instead mm-hmm. of to the worst of my capacity, which is what it would have been if I hadn't been present. Mm-hmm. All right, so the next thing that I wrote down is honor your partner. So, I mean, there's so much talk out there about divine union and yada yada, but I feel like the simplest way for me at least to explain it is that if you are able to honor and exalt and fully see your partner, then you can more clearly see, like, the negative space in the relationship. Mm. It's like a yin-yang thing. If you can see the shape of one, you can see what the shape of the other is Mm. to make the circle. And if you can appreciate and respect your partner, then it might be easier to, again, see that, just like I was saying with other mothers, see that reflected in yourself. Hmm. Be like, this person is doing their best as a parent, as a co-parent, as a future co-parent, and I am as well. Yeah, I just, for me... um in general, having the intention of uplifting each other, mm-hmm. I feel like nothing but good can come from that. And if that is, you know, if that's coming from you, like maybe you're wanting more of that from your partner, but if you're able to be like the the source of that and really get that train moving. <laughs> the uplifting train. The uplifting train, then it usually comes back to you. Mm-hmm. But um, in general, it's just a good practice to, you know, recognize and and have gratitude for these simple things. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I do feel like when, like you said, when you're able to truly and coming from a truly genuine place of admiring and recognizing what that person is doing you create space for that for yourself Mm -hmm. as well yeah um the last point to 
consider practicing to increase to deepen your own mother wisdom is to spend time in nature. Um, so something that our midwifery teacher Marin says, or I've heard her say before, is something along the lines of acknowledging as a mother that the earth, that mother earth is both your true mother and your children's true mother. Mm. And that you are here as sort of an imperfect human mom. But that ultimately, you know, you will mess up. You will yell at your kids. You will do things that later you'll be like, man, I wish I'd raised them differently in these ways. And that's okay because we're not here to be the perfect model of a mother because that's what the earth is. And so as a mother, spending time with that energy, with that archetype of whatever it is, Gaia, Mother Earth, so many names for her, Mm -hmm. that can help you to sort of realign internally with that energy. Yeah, absolutely. And I feel like going back to the nervous system thing, I feel like for Mm -hmm. me, if I can just get out for five or ten minutes by myself and tune in and just be... Especially barefoot or being able to touch the ground. Oh Mm -hmm. my gosh, my kids and I went out barefoot last night chasing after this porcupine and it was Why like are you chasing a because there was a porcupine outside of our house and we got okay. so excited and <laughs> it ran away and they had to see it anyways I ran outside with that shoes on and like I guess I was kind of warm because feeling like the cool dampness mm-hmm. on the grass on my feet just like it was so invigorating in the best way and I just mm-hmm. instantly felt this like rush of energy and like such a grounded, yeah. <laughs> like, awakening energy. It was really profound. And in science terms, I can't remember, I think it takes either two seconds or ten seconds for your body and, like, your electrons to ground into the earth. Wow. So, you, I mean, grounding can sound sometimes hard or undoable. You're like, I live in the city, but just go outside and touch a tree for ten seconds. Mm-hmm. And that makes a huge difference in your physical reality. Mm-hmm. Um, I also feel like for me, I haven't been someone that's super open to signs or, you know, like, oh my goodness, these numbers mean this thing or, but I do feel like the times that I do get signs and feel like, oh, this is meaningful, this is something that I'm supposed to pay attention to are when I'm out in nature. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Me too. Yeah. Especially with animals. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do we want to elaborate on that or... Yeah, I I guess just for me, it's like, it's just very, I feel like if I am out in the woods and I just happen to see this animal, like, there's, sure, it could just be a happenstance, but Mm -hmm. there's just been so, like, I think about it, like, how, what are the chances of that happening? Like, it Mm -hmm. just feels like that I needed to see that or for that connection to be there. And a lot of the times it's, it's quite, um appropriate Mm -hmm. to the situation when I reflect on like what what those animals or other things might be representing Mm -hmm. or even like if you're thinking about something and all of a sudden a bird starts to chirp that wasn't chirping before Mm. you can reflect and be like okay I don't know like I don't hear that bird talking to me I don't know exactly what words this bird is saying but let me just reflect on the thought that I was just having and Like, look at it from these different lights and say, there's something significant here. Is it because it's not true? Is it because it's really true? Is it because there's something deeper here? So even if things don't, aren't obvious signs, they could just be 
a sign to consider something deeper. Mm -hmm. Love that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, that was a good start. Yeah. <laughs> like so many things that we talk about, this is not uh, something that you can achieve in an hour. This is a lifetime of exploration. Yeah. Just some suggestions and inspirations for mm -hmm. you to explore. Yeah, and we'd love to hear if you have any stories of times when this deep mother wisdom came up in your own life or ways that you were able to access it really powerfully or anything along these lines. We'd love to hear. Please share with us. Yes. Thank you for listening. So long. <laughs> <laughs>